This is Ken Lubin, the host and founder of the Executive Athletes Podcast, and welcome to this week's episode. I want to thank everyone that has been listening, and thank you for the comments and feedback. They're awesome and an incredible help in this journey to making this podcast better and better each episode. Once again, like always, this is unscripted and unedited, as I believe it's the best way to get to really know the guest. This week's guest is Ryan Frankel, and Ryan is a total rock star in many realms of his life. But here's a little bit of his bio. Um, Ryan's a serial entrepreneur, author, and former financial analyst and investor for Goldman Sachs Special Situation Group, and is currently the co-founder and CEO of This App Saves Lives, a mobile platform that rewards drivers who choose not to drive distracted, and we're going to jump into that quite a bit. But previously, he was the CEO and co-founder of Verbalize It, a language translation platform launched at Wharton, incubated in Techstars, and featured on the ABC TV series Shark Tank. Verbalize It was acquired in 2016. Ryan graduated from Haverford College with a Bachelor of Arts in Economics and Spanish, and from Wharton with an MBA in Finance and Entrepreneurship. He's a former college baseball player, and an endurance athlete having competed in Ironman and multiple marathons. He is an Inc. Magazine top entrepreneur, author, and investor residing in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, with his wife, newborn daughter, golden retriever puppy, and a pair of cycling shoes. And we'll get into that as well. So Ryan, welcome to the show. Thank you, Ken. It's, uh, it's fantastic to be here. So tell us a little bit about who Ryan Frankel is. You know, that's a pretty impressive background and you've done some awesome stuff, but we'd love to hear it from, you know, from your mouth. So I'm a, I'm an entrepreneur at heart. I'm a creator. I love to build things from scratch and, uh, and to find problems that have either personally impacted me in life or, or where it's evident in society where there needs to be a solution. And I, and I love running with that. And it's, uh, it's one of those things that was ingrained in me from an early age, being raised uh, by a family of entrepreneurs. And uh, up until where I am today, I've, I've kind of enjoyed that path of entrepreneurship and, and kind of the bumps in the road along the way. How, you know, and how is it? You know, you've done some amazing stuff as an entrepreneurship with Verbalize It. Now this app saves lives and I've gotten some great exposure with it. Talk to us about sort of that, that, you know, that journey that got to where you are. So I started out my career, uh, I'll be honest with you, if you'd asked uh, 20-year-old Ryan Franco what he wanted to do, I, I still always wanted to be a professional baseball player. I, baseball was my passion as a kid, um, and I never quite was, I was never good enough to make it to the next level. I, was, uh, I had some uh, scouts at my, my college days, but, but never quite um, enough interest to take it to the professional level. And so I started out my career as an investor uh, on behalf of Goldman Sachs, I worked in an internal principal investing arm called the Special Situations Group. And I spent a lot of my time out there on the road um, getting to know our portfolio company management teams and finding ways to add value beyond the firm's capital. And having done that for three or four years, I learned a lot about myself. I learned a lot about being an investor and I added some tools to my tool belt. But but the net of that was I, I learned that I really wanted to be on the other side of the table. I wanted to be the recipient of capital, not the provider. And so I went back to Wharton to kind of rebrand myself, um, connected with a fellow entrepreneur. And that was kind of the, the first step for me towards launching a, a new business. And, and that was the first of 
three or four companies that I've founded since then. And talk to us about Verbalize It. What was that? Or is that? So Verbalize, Verbalize It was a language translation app. Um, it started out uh, as a solution to help travelers navigate language barriers while uh, abroad. Um, and the way it worked was I was actually in China when I was at Wharton. I did a trek with my classmates and I ended up uh, getting very sick in China. I had, uh, are you familiar with Chinese hot pot? No. So Chinese hot pot is, uh, how do I say this nicely? It's sort of um, a bubbling vat of, of oil and you dip um, raw meats and vegetables. Okay. And tons of sp spices and peppers. Anyway, long story short, I'm in China loving this hot pot. And a few hours later, I found myself uh, incredibly, incredibly ill. Spent the next three days in my hotel room. Uh, sickest I've ever been in my entire life. And I managed to get to a pharmacy by myself across the street from the hotel, but I couldn't communicate with the pharmacist due to the language barrier. And so Verbalize It in its infancy was an app that would allow travelers like myself to press a button and instantly connect with a live interpreter over the phone. And I would place that phone on speaker and the interpreter would help facilitate a three-way conversation between me and the pharmacist or whomever I wanted to talk to. And that was a concept we took through uh, a business accelerator called Techstars. Uh, we took it on a TV show called Shark Tank on ABC. It's still around today. And we ended up um, raising some capital and growing that company out of New York for four years before we ultimately decided to sell the company to another language translation technology company. Wow, that's a journey. How was it? Yeah, this is a little bit aside, but how was it being on Shark Tank? How was that that whole thing? Yeah, I'm fascinated by it. My kids love it. They watch it all the time. And I think it's it's amazing for entrepreneurship. But I love the fact that the kids watch it, right? And, you know, they get some great ideas, too. Yeah, it's a great show. It kind of, uh, I think it's done wonders for promoting entrepreneurship, but just also the belief that anyone can do it um, and that it's not so daunting. And um, for us, the experience was, it was daunting for me and it was, it was fun at the same time. I'm not a, uh, I'm not a television person. I prefer to kind of put my head down and, and get stuff done. And, uh, you know, being in, on front of uh, a bunch of cameras, knowing that our episode was going to air in front of a million viewers was, was a bit scary, but we had a lot of fun with it. We, um, we got out there. Um, I ended up bringing my girlfriend at the time uh, out as uh, our quote unquote translator on the episode. Um, and she, she ended up becoming my wife. And so I had a lot of fun with her out there and my co-founder and I enjoyed ourselves, but you're really out there for about 70 minutes, 80 minutes, 90 minutes. Uh, and, it, and they whittle that down into a six minute episode. Uh, so you're really kind of at the mercy of the producers. What, how do they want to make you look? They kind of pick and choose the scenes they want. And fortunately for us, um, we had a really high quality filming session and we think we had a, a really good episode. Awesome. Did you end up getting any investors from them or how does that work? We ended up getting three offers, one from Kevin O'Leary, one from uh, Robert Herjavec and one from Mark Cuban. We ended up taking an offer from Kevin O'Leary, but um, little known fact about 70% or at least at the time it was about 70% of the deals that are consummated on the show 
don't end up going through either because the entrepreneur backs out or the investor decides to walk away because something you know shady comes up in due diligence. And in our case, we ended up walking away from the deal. It turned out, had we accepted the deal on the show, um, we would not have been able to bring on any additional investors, um, which was kind of a non-starter for us at that point in time. We didn't know that going into it. And so uh, we unfortunately had to walk from that deal, but um, it was still a great experience. We got great exposure from, from being on the show. I still stay in touch with some of the sharks and the producers. Um, and it's a nice memory to look back on. Wow. That had to be a heck of an adventure to be, to be part of that. And that's what I had heard. It's a, it's a lot longer than they, than they portray on TV, right? The, the little six minute episodes of what you see and then everyone high fives each other one way or the other. Exactly. Exactly right. I had a few Red Bulls going into that show just to stay energized for that because you get there at six in the morning and you could film at 630 in the morning or you could film at six o'clock at night and you're sort of waiting around, waiting around. And we, I think we're, we're fortunate enough to be the last filming session of the day because sometimes you can get all the way out to LA and they may not even be able to squeeze you in. So we got very lucky. Wow. So talk to, talk to us about your new app called This App Saves Lives. I know we chatted about it prior, but give it gives a little bit more detail of what this is to the listeners because it's something that is super cool. So we're really excited about this. This App Saves Lives, or uh, TASL for short, um, is a free mobile app that rewards uh, drivers who choose not to engage in distracted driving or really text messaging while driving. And so the way it works is it's a free app to download. You set up your profile and, and, and it kind of auto loads in the background so that every time you get behind the wheel, you earn points for driving undistracted. So as long as you're not picking up your phone while you're driving to send a text message or browse the web or send an email, and you're really only using your phone for hands-free calls, for your navigation or for your music, you earn points for time spent driving undistracted. And you can then take those points to some of your favorite brands and redeem them for free rewards, discounts, coupons, and everything in between. So as an example, you know, you got you drive to and from work uh, every day, a couple of days, you take those points and all of a sudden you've got a free meal at Shake Shack or free apparel at Urban Outfitters for your kids. And those are just a couple of examples of some of the brand partners that we've got lined up. And so the concept is we're really trying to um, put a serious dent in the prevalence of distracted driving, which is unfortunately a, a life-threatening habit. About 10 people die every single day from distracted driving. And it's really a business that uh, we started after I was nearly killed uh, by a distracted driver several years back while I was living in New York. Wow. And that is, it's crazy to see, right? You know, I'm a cyclist, I'm a runner. You go out on the roads and you see people that are, that are on their phone or now with the, the advent of pot being legal in, in Massachusetts, you smell, you smell everyone who's, who's high that's driving by you. I can, it's just, it's sort of crazy of these cars and now they're almost just becoming weapons because people are so distracted. It's, and I know for a lot of cyclists, they're trying to, trying to get off the main road and that mountain and gravel biking is becoming big because of that, because people don't want to get hit or get hit when they're, they're out running or, or doing anything on the roads. 
it's it's truly scary and unfortunately when you look at the statistics the, the problem is really it's really getting worse and so as a cyclist you know i genuinely care about not getting run off the road as a motorist who's you know drives to work every day and i look over and i see people at 60 70 miles an hour on the highway uh face down looking at their phone um and believe it or not you look down you look down for a couple of seconds at highway speeds you go the distance of a football field blind it, it's crazy and so um, we want to be a force for change and so far you know all of the solutions out there are, are focused on preventing you know, blocking the ability to send a message and and that doesn't really work. Uh, we wanna focus on the, the positive, providing rewards for doing the right thing, not punishing you for doing the wrong thing. So we're really excited about the business. Um, right now, uh, we're, we're launching the app this Friday. Uh, we've got about 70,000 or so users on our wait list, quite a number of adults like, like you and I can, but there's also a large percentage of the population that are students, and students unfortunately do represent a disproportionate percentage of distracted driving related fatalities. And so we're excited to partner with a number of high schools and colleges and, and really be a force for change. Now, have you partnered up with like insurance companies and other organizations like that? Long-term insurance companies are, are certainly on our radar. We haven't partnered yet with any of the insurance companies, but you can certainly imagine a world in which in addition to, you know, free Shake Shack and free apparel and free electronics, um, you also get significant discounts on your insurance. Right, because I know a lot of, what is it, a lot of these devices that you plug into your car that fall, that track your driving habits, right? I think it is becoming bigger and bigger, but what you're doing there with the app is, is, is amazing. So talk to us about how the app works. Uh, so you download the app and you set up your profile. Um, you set it and forget it. So you don't have to, remember every single time you get behind the wheel to open the app. It's sort of there operating in the background and it automatically loads anytime you start moving above a rate of speed of seven miles an hour. And by the way, for those cyclists out there or for those super fast runners, um, the app will automatically give you points when you're, when you're moving above seven miles an hour. And really what, as you earn a single point for every minute driven undistracted, and those points accumulate after each ride. You go within the app. Um, you can check out you know, the number of points you've earned. You can see all of the rewards and the merchants available. Um, you can select rewards you want. You can redeem them. Uh, and then once you get your voucher, you can go into a physical store or redeem them online. And this is all, again, uh, available within the app. Um, so a bunch of information available on our website, thisappsaveslives.com, and the app will be available on Friday. Interesting. So let's shift gears here a little bit. Um, you've been an amazing CEO. You've been an amazing entrepreneur. You've worked at Goldman Sachs. Talk to us about staying active through all of this, right? I'm sure you're working multiple hours a week, probably more than most, but you've had the ability to compete in Ironman and do multiple marathons. How do you squeeze all that, all of that in? I've always been a big lover of fitness. I've always been a fitness enthusiast. Um, but I've also thought about it as complementary to what I do as an entrepreneur, as a, as a father, as a professional, uh, some of the best business ideas I've ever come up with or ever had have been out on a bike ride with a group of cyclists or in my own head, you know, swimming laps in a pool uh, or out for a run. 
And it's, I've always found that the days that I'm working out, uh, you know, I'm, I'm most at ease, to, I'm most energized uh, and most focused. And so I've always viewed it as a complementary, uh, a complementary uh, approach to, to building a business. And so even when I was back at Goldman working, you know, 80 to 100 hour plus work weeks, and as an entrepreneur now, who, who genuinely loves working the long hours and putting in the time, I've always made time for fitness, not only because I think it it's good for your health and it's good for your, your mental well-being, but it's also good for business. And it's something that I've always enjoyed. And, and some of my best friends in life and some of my uh, my colleagues at work are, are, are fellow fitness lovers. And and talk to us about what do you mean by it's good for business? Well, so you, you think about, you know, being out there on a, on a long swim, for example. Um, you know, oftentimes we get so caught up in getting to inbox zero or going from one meeting to the other that we don't really take time for ourselves. We don't really take a step back from, from the weeds of everyday business to think about, okay, is this the right direction in which we're taking the company? And, and being out there, you know, doing endurance training, it really does give you the time to take that step back, to, to step away from the meetings, to step away from the emails, to step away from the daily to-dos and to say, okay, is this, am I headed in the right direction? What challenges am I facing at work and how do I tackle them? Had I not kind of had the opportunity to get involved in, in endurance athletics, I might not have ever really taken a step back to see the bigger picture. And I think that's, I think that's probably one of the most important pieces of it, right? And that's really what this whole executive athletes is about. It's how do you combine work and business and fitness and trying to live that high performance lifestyle that oh and I hate to say only a few know but it's 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 sort of what it is right it's you know that's the the equivalent of going out for happy hour now or going for going to the bars or going out late night and that type of stuff because it's more exciting to do that and then get up and know at six o'clock you're going to go out and you know have a hammer session with with some of your buddies that you're working with or, or not, or potential people that you're working with. I think those are some of the keys to success now and in business and in sport, because a lot of people are just becoming so focused on the health aspect of all of this. That's, that's a totally correct. And it's interesting for me personally, and I would imagine for you, Ken, and, and others out there, you know, when you do certain things on the athletic field, you know, or out there on the road, you know, if you run a marathon, you know, for me, you know, when I was able to complete my first Ironman triathlon, um, everything else kind of pales in comparison in terms of the, how daunted you are in work. And so if I've got a huge meeting or a huge project or a huge initiative or I need to get up in front of an auditorium of, you know, 500 people, sure, that's, that's daunting, but not nearly as daunting as knowing that you're about to do 140.6 miles, you know, in the course of a day. It gives you that sort of confidence that you can look back on and use to kind of power you through other other business initiatives. Well, and it tries to build that sort of invincible feeling, right? If you say you can go do an Ironman or you can go do a long event or go to the CrossFit gym or, or do whatever, it gives you that toughness knowing that I can do that, right? I can power through any of this stuff. And when you get into that meeting or when you get into those hard late night work sessions, you know, you can power through those as well. It really sets you up for really sets you up for success versus failure. Absolutely. And it also opens up a great community. There's so many phenomenal executives out there, you know, who have, you know, made a commitment to, to health and to wellness and fitness and endurance athletics and, 
it's something you can bond over. And like you said, there's a, there's a whole host of people out there that rather than going to happy hour, will go out for a run together. I think that's something really special. It is. It is. And, and I think that's, and the good thing is we're starting to recognize that, right? And I've been, most of the listeners know here that I've been an executive recruiter for the last 20 years. And I really notice it taking off more and more after the recession of 20, 2008, 2009, 2010, where people really, they didn't see loyalty from their companies. So people really started seeing, hey, you know, I need to take care of myself, right? I need to make myself better. I need to really cover my, you know, sort of cover my ass um, to make myself, you know, better, faster, stronger than I was before. And health is, a, is, is, is definitely a piece of that, right? And number two, it's career design. A lot of things that you're doing is really understanding how do I design this career for my lifestyle? Because the only people that it can be, um, you know, the, you own your career, right? You, you don't own a job, but you own your career. So how do I design the career that's going to make the most sense for my lifestyle? And, and those types of things. And, and, it, and it's fascinating to see, like I said, since the recession, people go on more vacations now. They're training more. They're working out more. There's much more work-life balance than it was before. That's very true. It's funny. I think back to my days at Goldman and, you know, the expectation was, you know, you never get up and go to the gym during the day. You never, you know, you're in there early, you're out there late and vacation and not weekend. You know, there's no such thing as vacation and you don't work on the week. You always work on the weekends. You don't take breaks. And it's great to see a much better balance, certainly in financial services, but also amongst my peers and my fellow entrepreneurs. It's refreshing to to see people investing in themselves and not, you know, championing the championing the all-nighter. And, you know, it's no longer kind of a badge of honor to stay up all night long. It's more of a badge of honor to say, look, I'm, I'm taking the time out of the day to invest in myself and to, to be a better person, to be a better athlete, and to be a healthier individual. I just read this quote today that was on a website I follow, and it said, just remember there's someone out there who decided to train today who's just as busy as you are right so it's a uh, it's it's about priorities and it's all about health and health and mental wellness and i think the two coincide with each other very well so you, you said totally. you, you live with your cycling shoes talk to us about a bit about that in your bio you live with your puppy your daughter and now in in your cycling shoes uh, my favorite thing outside of, of work and family is cycling. I, I get out there and I just absolutely love it. And, you know, I try to do it in the winter. I certainly do it in the summer. I go away every year um, for a week or two just to get off the grid with my bicycle and my family. And it's just, uh, it's the greatest, uh, greatest joy for me right now. I, I played college baseball and I definitely miss the, uh, the team aspect uh, that you get from, from team sports. And it's a little bit harder when you're, when you're cycling or you're out there, you know, running or, or in the pool, but, um, but I have a passion for fitness and, and for whatever reason, uh, cycling has always just been my, my passion. What kind of bike do you ride? I ride a Cervelo. Nice. No, it's amazing what these new, you know, and these new bikes are so comfortable too, right? They're light, they're comfortable and they almost shift automatically for you. They're beautiful things. That's for sure. <laughs> what they about a long way as well? So what's next for Ryan Frankel? Where are you going? Obviously, 
you're launching this app saves lives on Friday, which is super cool. And, you know, we'll try to get this out as soon as possible. So some people can check it out, but you know, where do you see Ryan Frankel going and where do you see, you know, what's next for Ryan Frankel in the world of entrepreneurship and sport and what's your next big endeavor? Well, right now, this is the big endeavor from a professional perspective. Uh, I, it's certainly a, a huge opportunity, but also a huge challenge. Uh, when you're talking about the numbers that we're talking about here, a million and a half car accidents, half a million injuries, 4,000 deaths every single year. Um, and you look at the, the degree of addiction that is using your phone, whether it's you know crossing the street while walking, texting while driving, or just being addicted to technology. I'm the first to admit that... Uh, as much as we know we're onto something special, it is, it is a hugely daunting task. And so I see myself from, from a professional perspective, really focused on this landscape for quite some time. And, and when we're successful, and, and I think we will be, um, I'll, I'll kind of take stock of where we are and, and think about other things. But that's the focus on the pre professional side. Um, on the fitness side, I've been a bit retired uh, lately. I haven't... Uh, done any big races. I've invested a little bit more time uh, as a new father, um, raising my daughter as, a, as a, an entrepreneur, getting a new business off the ground. I have focused a little bit more on the business side than the fitness side, but I would be lying if I didn't say that uh, I'm itching to get back out there in the triathlon world. And I think 2020, I think the nice part about the holiday season right now is it allows you to kind of take, take a step back. And one of my favorite things to do is to kind of plan a plan a fitness calendar for the year ahead. And so I haven't quite gotten around to, to signing up for any specific races, but I think uh, getting out there and, and putting a cycling race on the calendar, uh, putting a couple of running events down and, and looking at getting back into the sport of triathlon is, is certainly top of mind for me. Awesome. Awesome. No, and that's an exciting thing. I love that too, right? W look at the calendar. Where are you going to go? What are you going to do next year? And that sort of, that gets you fired up. I, there's a race I always do every April that's um, up in the mountains in New Hampshire and it's, it forces you to stay in shape all winter because <laughs> it's pretty easy to, uh, to get out of shape in winter, especially in New England, because with the snow, you don't want to go on the roads. You don't want to ride your bike. You don't want to get wet and cold. And it's one of those things that forces you to really, uh, to really step it up. What was it? Jocko Willink says, discipline is freedom. And, and I think that's so true. It's having that discipline creates those freedoms for yourself. I like that. So where can people find you? I think we're coming up here on a half an hour. It's a great, great discussion. But where can people find you? Where can they find out more about this app, Saves Lives? Where can they find out more about Ryan Frankel? Tell everyone a bit about that. Sure. So the uh, thisappsavelives.com. Um, is the, the information for our business. Um, I'm available, my information is on there. I'm also on LinkedIn, Ryan Frankel. Uh, I can be reached uh, via email at uh, RV Frankel, that's R's and Ryan, V's and Victor Frankel, F-R-A-N-K-E-L, at gmail.com. And obviously, Ken, you have my contact information, but um, I'm certainly available and out there. And I love, absolutely love connecting with fellow executive athletes. I would love to hear from anyone, uh, whether it's about business, upcoming races, anything in between. Uh, I'm always receptive to, to new connections. Awesome. And Ryan, I want to thank you very much for being part of this. It's super exciting. I love what you're doing. The ability to pull off what you've pulled off is, is inspiring. So nice work and thanks for being part of the show. 
Thanks for having me, Ken, and thanks for pulling this all together. Hey, no worries. And if anyone has any questions, comments, or feedback, or wants to get in touch with Ryan, you can reach out to me at kenandtheexecutiveathletes.com. But make sure you go out there and crush it this weekend. Have a great uh, holiday season, and this will likely be in the new year, but hopefully you have kickoff to a great new year. Thanks, everyone, for listening.